All right, Kansas City, my name's Stephen St. John. You might know me from the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. But this is a different deal. This is my new podcast, Hot Mike with SSJ. And uh, really, it's going to be very difficult to define. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. One thing that I'm not going to talk about, or I'm going to try my best to avoid talking about, we're not going to talk about sports. And the other thing here, if you look at the logo, you see a bunch of symbols that represent cursing. So this is a uh, not safe for work podcast, and the kids might have to wear earmuffs. So just to, just to get it out of the way, I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about on this on this show. All right, Ben, the this, the producer and the engineer, was that okay? You don't have to beep that out. Ben says thumbs up to the f bomb. All right, here we go. Uh, so as, as we go through this uh, podcast, I'm going to have different guests on that I find interesting people. From uh, my life, people from uh, in and around Kansas City, we'll do some national guests, a little bit of everything. And so uh, there, there's no guest that has appeared on my show over the past 20 years that gets more positive feedback than my own father, Steve St. John Sr. So I thought when I, and, and he's no stranger to podcasts. He's a very popular uh, podcast network guest all over the place. Uh, Gangline, uh, Gangland Wire, he's a regular guest on there. I wonder what they talk about on that uh, podcast. But anyway, uh, so I decided for my first podcast, it'll be Steve St. John Sr., my dad, as my first guest. Dad, welcome to Hot Mike with SSJ. Thank you. Good morning. Are you uh, are you excited about this? Are you apprehensive? Are you, it's are you it's sure my kind of show. I don't have to listen to you telling me, "Oh, don't say that. Yeah, don't right. say that. Don't say this." No, no shit. Usually, you usually, know what I mean, usually, so what he's talking about is usually when we go on the air on the radio, I do feel like I still have to just briefly before he goes in there, hey, Dad, just don't drop any f bombs. Don't say this. Don't say that. Because I learned all my best curse words from my father, uh, and I will say this though, now. <laughs> You don't you don't cuss anywhere near as much as you used to because you you used to cuss. My mom there was a lot of cussing yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. in that house, and so I you know I started cussing and and uh, and you've toned it down. I have not, but I'm I'm going to try to do better. But this mm-hmm. podcast is hopefully going to let me expel uh, some of those uh, some of those demons. Yeah, you picked it up very well. Yeah, I didn't I? And so there's a lot of things I want to talk about with you, yeah. um, but first we have to get to the. Uh, the movie that I've been waiting for for several years, and I think you have too, the uh, the Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos movie, the prequel that is coming out, and I'm super excited about this uh, because uh, James Gandolfini's son is playing Tony Soprano as uh, as a young man, and that I mean he looks just like his dad, and it's going to be awesome, and it's getting rave reviews, and so the question I have for you about this. First of all, you you you're excited. You love the soprano the the Sopranos, right? You yes, I, I I watched them. Yeah, okay, it was good. So the question uh, I have for you is, uh, you have been around organized crime figures in your life, and you you uh, well you 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 were in uh, you were in prison with uh, with Lefty Guns uh, Ruggiero, who was uh, played by Al Pacino in the movie uh, Donnie Brasco. So you, Correct. You've seen mm-hmm. it all. You you you've uh, been around people. When you watch The Sopranos, how, how realistic was that? Like, when you watch that, you're like, boy, they, they nailed this. This is, and then there's elements of comedy and things yeah. like that to it. But I've always wondered, and, and people have asked me that too, The, the Sopranos, how, 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 how much did they nail that? Because it seems to me it, it, was, it was pretty damn good. I think they, they nailed it pretty good. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, 
hanging around, cooking all the time because I love to cook. Right. And, uh, you know, it just just one of the guys just you know i i think they nailed it pretty good who was your who was your favorite character on the sopranos i always thought uh, of you as a uh, paulie walnuts guy you know yeah i like paulie you know you had you had sill who ran the strip club uh big puss uh, papancero who left us early yeah. because he talked too much uh i was uh I, I mean obviously you know tony was a fantastic character but I like I used to like Christopher. Yeah, Christopher was good because he was my favorite guy. I remember <laughs> when he went in the bakery to get his rolls and oh, stuff, and yeah. the guy kind of ignored him and ignored him, and and finally he just shot him in the knee, you know. Yeah. And now can I get my rolls? And yeah, yeah, it was one way uh, to go about it. Well, you know. But I just feel like having you know growing up in Northeast, going to Pius, I felt like a lot. There was a lot of different guys. That reminded me of Christopher. I said, mm-hmm. oh, "Yeah, I went to school with that guy." You yeah. know what I mean? I, I thought he was always uh, uh, very realistic. So I'm very excited to go see uh, the movie, uh, "The Many Saints of Newark," that's coming out uh, coming out tomorrow. Okay, so let's uh, let's get into uh, one of the topics that I want to talk about with you. And so uh, you're going to be a, a recurring guest on the podcast. I have no idea if you know this. There's no talent fee, uh, and so there's no contract. I just hope you'll do it because uh, I'm your son, and uh, it'll be entertaining for people. You have a lot of life experiences that that I'll never have, that people that listen to this podcast will never have, and so there's there's two reasons why I want to do this. One, I think it's going to be wildly entertaining for people that that listen to the podcast. Number two, it's something that I regret. One of my biggest regrets in life is I didn't sit down and talk to my grandparents, Danny and Augie Ontiveros, uh, about. Uh, their lives, you know, growing up in Mexico and, and, and coming to the United States and what they went through and, and the flood in Armadale and, you know, building their family and, you know, everything they did and how influential my, my grandfather was in, in KCK during his heyday. I regret not doing it with my mom, you know, and, and talking about her childhood and her life and, and uh, you know, who she was before she had me and before she met you. Uh, and, and so yeah, I lost those opportunities. And I'd love to have that for, uh, for my kids. I'd love to have mm-hmm. that for my daughters, the twins, because they never had a chance to meet uh, any of uh, those, those people in my family. And so I thought this would be a great way for me to connect with you and for us to have this documented to where, you know, years from now, you know, Richie, Phil, or the girls can listen and listen to us having some deep conversations about your life and to get, you, to, to, get to know you a little bit better, either now or, or down the road. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to take different – and we're not going to go in chronological order. It's going to be something different uh, every episode that, that you come on here. I'm going to pick something that I think is really interesting out of your life, and then we're going to talk about it in depth. And so, and I hope that's all right. And I've told you what the first one is, so hope you did some prep, some prep work. <laughs> He's already shaking his head. So for people that, that listen to the show, you know that my dad served uh, in the federal penitentiary for a number of eight and a half years. Is that right? Yeah, close to nine. Right, close to nine. Okay. Uh, the days do count. You can't just throw that. You, I'm sure that you know exactly. everything. Hours count. Right. And so, I thought it would be very interesting just to talk to you about the first day when you when you went away to college, as we called it back in the day. I've never really asked you about that, and that's something that that most people will never experience, and that's always fascinated me. Because um, I don't think I've ever told you this before. I remember when I used to go to see you at different places mm-hmm. around uh, the United States, what, okay, Leavenworth, Lansing, 
Waseca, Minnesota, Rochester, Minnesota, Yankton, South Dakota. Never made it out to Colorado Springs. Am I missing any place? Is that all of them? Well, Lansing State, so right. you added that in. That don't count. But you were there, though. I, I, I went at Lansing, were, Leavenworth. Like, but, like, you were Lansing, like, for, for holding one time because I went to visit you. It was Leavenworth. Are you sure? Yeah, they had a special CCA. It was a okay. holding cell, but it's all federal. <laughs> Lansing <laughs> State, period. It was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a special location. Yes, it was. And so, because uh, I remember that, because I went, and they turned, they turned me away, and somehow you called my mom, and I had to turn around halfway home, and, and I had get a chance to go back and see you. But I always felt so fucking horrible leaving you there. But I'd go and see you, and we'd sit, I don't know, for, you know, a couple of hours, and we'd be out in, in the, you know, uh, the family area or wherever we'd, we'd have our visit. And it was an intimidating, you know, for a kid, 18, 19 sure. years old, it was really intimidating. And, you know, where the hell am I? What, what is going on here? And then you'd come out, and we'd spend some time together. And I, I just, I, the, the thing that I remember most out of anything was I, I, would, I, I always felt so guilty, and I felt so horrible leaving you there. And I, and I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to bring you home with me. You know what I mean? Well, you could have done that. <laughs> but then if, if you would have done that, then you'd have been there with right. me, and we, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't be apart. Right. Don't, I thought about it, but I, would, I, I just always, like, it just, it, I felt so bad because, you know, and I'd get there, and I wouldn't want to think about, you know, what the time limit was. And so we'd just talk, and, and you know, you'd tell me what was going on, and you'd, I'd talk about my life. It was always mm-hmm. kind of a little awkward because I always felt like there was a clock ticking, you know, and it would be time to go. And I remember I would, I would just, I, I'd be devastated driving mm-hmm. home from wherever it was, you know, um, because, I, you know, I had to leave my dad in prison, although it wasn't my fault, but still mm-hmm. I, I felt guilt. And so uh, tell me about, say, let's say the night before. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you, you've already been sentenced, and that's an episode later on, all the other stuff. We're, just, we're, we're going to be very specific here. You know you're going to, to, to jail. You know you're mm-hmm. going to prison, right? What was your, what, how, how long was the sentence, supposedly? Ten going, years. So ten years, okay. 121 months. Right. So, but, so you know you're going for ten years. You yeah. think you're going for ten years, right? Um, it's like, what, what, like, what's going through your mind the night before? Like, so when, when did you have to be there? Was there a certain... Time of day that you had to they, check in. They give you a time, you know, to be there, like ten o'clock uh, that day, or you know, twelve. They give you a certain time to be there. And this is Leavenworth, so you yes, had to go yes, check in Leavenworth, okay. right? And so, obviously, you lived in Kansas City, and so you're, I mean, the night, like, what do you do the night before you're going to going away to prison for ten years? Did you? I mean, were you? I mean, obviously, it's it's something that a lot of people don't have to face and don't have to deal with. Yeah. I mean, like your like your emotions. What was what was going through you your know, mind to, knowing the next day you're going? To be honest with you, I, I, this sounds crazy, but I was somewhat relieved because I had led a pretty fast paced life, and uh, and every time you know I'd get in the car to go somewhere, you know I'd see two or three cars tailing me, and FBI would just I mean, you know, it just they wear you down, and so when I when I left, I thought, well, you know what, I may put a couple of them out of a job. They ain't gonna have much to do now, but it was I was just tired, you know, tired of uh, of of the of the same, you know, just uh, having them follow you and this and that and the other. So it was time. It just, you know, it was time to just go ahead and do it and. 
get it over with and get done. It, it's it's funny that you say that because when you describe that, and I've always thought this, and not not anything about you know the case or why he was in trouble, but the scene from Goodfellas, when when Ray Liotta is driving around and keep keeps looking yeah, at yeah, the helicopter. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's looking at everyone. He's saying, you know, you know, don't, hey, don't, don't, don't call from the home. Don't, don't use yeah, the phone. Yeah, yeah, And and he, and he, and he's, he's, he's suspicious of everybody. Yeah, they make you that way, right? And then he gets back in the car and he looks. Okay, the hel- helicopter's gone. I gotta get back. I gotta fix dinner. I gotta meet them. You know. And I was like, boy, that reminds me of my dad. He was yeah. always everywhere. You always had somewhere to be, and you're always looking. You're thinking, you know, someone's following you. And then finally, the, they, they got him, right? Yeah. But yeah. they kind of like that. That. That unbelievable paranoia where you think there's always someone watching you or you don't you can't trust. I mean, because I, I remember that you were like that, like you know you you didn't know if you, you couldn't use the phone from home. You know, you, no. if someone was tapping the phone or or somebody was following you, if you're under surveillance, that's got to be exhausting at all yeah. times to think someone is is breathing down your neck, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's it's real tiresome because here you're. You're trying to keep away from them, and then you think, oh, they're not in a the helicopter. They wouldn't spend that kind of money on me, but they would, and they did. And then you got to worry about, mm. are they jacking with your family? Yeah, exactly. Family safe, yeah. everything else. And so it's interesting that you say you, you, so you were relieved. Yeah, okay? yeah. Do you remember what you did the night before? Did you go out to, to, to a special dinner? Did you just stay at home? Did you like like did were you were you planning stuff out like what do you take with you like I don't know like what do you yeah I don't I'm not I can't imagine you packed for the trip you don't take your swimming trunks or anything like yeah. that so like what like what's the process tying up all the loose ends because then you're going if you forget something yeah. then you can't go back and get it right now that that'd be another case <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is is they 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 give you a few things that you can take with you <clears throat> you know like a watch maybe a a jogging suit because back then you could wear your own clothes sometimes. And you were know? going to the, the you're going to the minimum minimum security. at that time. Okay, right. Yeah. And so what do you remember? What, what what exactly did you take with you? What oh, you just, just you know some shorts and some jogging suits and and tennis shoes, right. and uh, a watch. You know, and uh, you know I I I took I had a real nice watch and. Oh, you can't take that. That's too expensive of a watch. I said, "Well, it's a knockoff. That's not a real watch." Was it? Was it? Was it? A, was it a knockoff Rolex by any chance? Well, it was a real. Oh, okay. Then. It was a real, but I you told, told them, them it was a yeah. knockoff, and they didn't know any better. And so, you know, uh, that was it. And and the best thing, I mean, you know, it's it's the best thing for me was is I knew a lot of people. That was waiting for me. I hate to say that. You had, you had a welcome committee. There. I had a welcome committee, <laughs> and and when you go to prison, you know it, it is a real, real scary deal. Or or you think, wow, man, I, what is it going to be like? But I mean, my deal was is I had guys waiting waiting right there for me that had clothes my size, had a jacket my size, already had a job for me. What was the job that they? I mean, the job is I got a I got a job at the uh, up at the warehouse, just kind of moping around up there. And once in a while, I would I would get to drive a, a, a the bus down to the down to the camp to you know to take guys to eat. So it, how it, so you, how many you had how many friends you had? A, so you said several friends that were a there lot at the friends. camp. Bobby Ferrar, you know Nick and. 
Like, yeah, get, just, we, we can give some names. That's all right. Who, who, who was the people that I know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, so you had you had people there, and so you didn't have to worry about that. And so the other question before we we actually get to your first day is, and, and just be honest with me, because I've always wanted to ask you this question: Was there ever any point, like how so how much how much time was there from from you know the conviction and the, and the sentencing to when you actually had to go? How much how much of a gap did, did just you just maybe uh, it was maybe a, a, a couple of months. So so it's in your home or are you under heavy surveillance then? When you know you have to go, but you're not, I mean, because the question I have for you is, was there ever any point leading up to this where you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to Mexico, or I'm going to Canada? No. Two places you've been to that you, 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 yeah. have, you know, I, I'm just like, did that thought ever pop in your mind like, I ain't going, I'm out of here? No, you know what, it never did because I had ties, as you well know. And uh, I now I, I never thought about that because I thought, man, you know what? I'm not gonna uh, bitch out and do that. I'm gonna stay, and not only that, I got to make a little bit more money right. before I go. So the <laughs> the last couple of months, they're following me anyway, so I've made some more money. Right. You know, so what the hell? And so, uh, so so you worked you worked right up to the end. You got the most. I did. Time, right. Yeah. And so okay. Um, so you're 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 just you, you know you're going, and so let's say you, you wake up that morning, okay. Yeah. And this is back this is back in 1990. Yes, right? yes. I graduated high school in May of '90, and w- so what month was it? Was it was it the friend summer? of mine passed away in May? Okay, and uh, so I went a, a month friend or of two. ours. Good, yeah, yeah, good both of ours, absolutely. Right? And uh, you know that I was kind of feeling down can because we of, names for it. Yeah, you can. Larry Strada. Larry, Larry Strada. He, he he was he was he was killed the night of my high school graduation. Yeah, and here's absolutely. An, and here's another. And here's another regret. And I think I've told you this. I don't know if you remember that. The the night before, because he owned Stratas, uh, and Stratas became Caddyshack. A lot of people yeah. know Caddyshack now. A very popular bar. A great place to get pizza down uh, in the city market area. You were there maybe the, the day before or two days before, and, and and my graduation was coming up. Yeah, from high school, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, Larry wants to say something," and, and you gave the phone to Larry. Right. And right. I remember he said, uh, "Stop, stop by, stop by the bar mm-hmm. after graduation," because mm-hmm. I was going to a an after party up north. Yes, last show. I remember that. He said, "He goes, I got something for you," and then and then you get on. I remember you get back. Did you hear him? Be sure to stop by. Something happened where. We didn't have enough time to stop by. You know, right, you're right, 17, exactly, years exactly. Old. You got, you know, you know, you got top, big Tom telling you to hurry up. You, you know, yeah. And so we go. You don't think about stuff. You go up. Uh, we go to the party, and then the next thing I know, you call me in the morning, and, and he had been killed. Yeah, and that's been mm-hmm. an awful regret of mine. But anyway, that was May. So you went. You went away a couple. Of, was it that a couple s- of months summer, after right? that? Yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you the thing I remember about that. Um, you were living down in the North End. There was a, a wonderful deli uh, called uh, La Salas, right? And La one Salas of your Deli, friends. that's right. Still the best deli that's ever been in Kansas City, yeah. right? Bring that back, and uh, I'll be the number one customer. And so you lived on an apartment building on top of that. Yeah. And so I remember you were always adamant. You did not want me to go, and I wanted to go. You, you would not let me go to court. Right. You, you did not want me to be there for any of the trial. And I wanted to take you to jail. 
Right. And you were adamant, and you got mad at me, and you said, you're not, no, you're, you're not taking me to, you're not going to do that. I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. And so I, I respected your wishes, and so, but I, I went down there, because at the time you were living there, and I was still living, uh, you know, with mom uh, over on Van Brunt. Mm-hmm. And so I drove down there that morning, and then we said our goodbyes. And I remember I said, I said, can I please go? To, he goes, no, I don't want you. I don't want you. To. And I think it was, and you can answer that. Maybe you, you didn't want to see, you want me to see you. No, no, I didn't want you to, no. And so I was real upset. I remember I get in my car, and I'm, I'm, I'm 17 years old at the time. I get in my car and uh, drive away, and I've got just tears. I'm thinking, you know, am I ever going to see my dad again? Or how long is it going to be? You don't know. You don't know what the hell happens. And so then then you go. And so, t- so pick it up from there. Okay. You're going to, so who takes you to, like, who takes you to jail? I mean, there's no Uber back then. And did you, like, did a friend take you? Like, who? George Turley took me in a brand new Ferrari, of all things. <laughs> was that, so was that orchestrated? Is that what you requested? I said, no, he, that's what he drove. So. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean you are going to go to prison, yeah. go, to, go on a. And they remember that too, boy. They thought that was something when I pulled up in that Ferrari. So who's like who's watching? Like you said, them. Everybody was watching. So for people that don't, so the minimum security camp next to the the big house in Leavenworth, Mm -hmm. it was truly a camp. There were there were no no walls. No, it was fences. It was fences. But I mean, I remember one time when you you've already been there a couple of years, when me and my aunt Marilyn and my mom, Mm -hmm. you you worked it out and said, hey. Drive past the camp at this time, so so uh, Aunt Marilyn and, and your mom can see me, and we drive by there, and you're just like you're just like standing out there like a guy that might have been doing some yard work, and you know, you're, hey, you know, he's right there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember my Aunt Marilyn goes, oh, don't you wish we could just pull over and get him in the car? I said, I don't know if they would like it that yeah. very much. I think we'd get in trouble, but so it was, you really, it, it, it was it was kind of. An honor system almost, Yeah, right? it, it, at that time, I was there exactly one year before they decided to put me next door in the big house. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Boy. So so first day, you pull up in the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And then, so then, so then what, do you, what happens? You go and... I get out and go in and check in, and, of course, all these guys come up to where I'm at, and I was wondering when you was going to get here. So what's the check-in like? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking just, like a hotel. You know, I imagine it's not, you know. Well, they take your fingerprints and stuff like that and make sure it's you. And I told them, I said, well, who else would be checking in, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. who else is going to fill in for me? I'm, you yeah, know, I mean, yeah. people that owe me favors. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to. The guy, oh, I'll do that time for you. You know, <laughs> you nuts, you know. So you, so you, but, I mean, I'm sure they, they, they check for your. Yeah, I, all that, day, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so you get in there. And then you have to, can you wear what you want? Like you said, you brought a running yeah, shoe. Yeah, you could at that, if you're not working. If you're working, you got to wear khakis. Right. But, of course, I didn't go to work for about a week. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. in there. The welcome committee's there. You get in there. And so what's what's the situation? Like, so what's the sleeping arrangement? They, they had me like? in a, they had me in a, in a, uh, a dorm-like setting and had my bunk and, they done took care of everything. See, this is pissing me off because all of this is like this. You're describing a better experience of when I went away to Missouri Western State yeah. University. This is right. much better treatment. And so you go in there. So it's so how are the how are the uh, dorms set up? Is it like all out in the open dorms? Yeah, it's out. Like, yeah, you have like you mm-hmm. know rooms where you have certain roommates no, or everyone. No, you had to, it's all dorm, all open up. Bunk beds. Yeah, like you mm-hmm. see in the, mm-hmm. you know, like you see in the movies. And so you're there, and so. On your first day, and I guess you wouldn't have this problem because you had so many people that you knew there. You always yeah. hear, 
you know, when you gotta go, when you when you go to prison, you gotta you gotta prove yourself. You gotta do something to let people know that you can't be fucked with or whatever. You, did you have to? No, were you tested at all? Did anyone? No, that you it come wasn't up that type and, of place. Not only that, those guys would have stood. You know, that, right. that's, that, no. you, the, 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 the word was out that 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 probably would be the wrong tree to, to yeah, fuck up. Yeah, right? yeah. They, I never had any problem. They, these guys were were looked up to, and no, they. Uh, so, so you're there, and and, and so then so once you get there, what do you do? Like what? Like your first day in prison? Like what? what so just you know, go eat and and hang out and stay up late and play cards and you know. They didn't uh, have like light, like, they didn't like lights out. They didn't like make you go to sleep. Well, they have something? lights out, you know, ten o'clock and stuff like that. But it, and I know we'll get to it. But as as I progress, things changed drastically as, as, as i graduated things changed gra- uh, drastically okay. but yeah at that point you know i mean here all these guys were were there and it's just like a you know big old uh, big old i hate to say this parties i mean because you keep saying can we, can, like like can we say some of the guys that were there with you that that helped you or like you said bobby ferrara bobby that was ferrara. a dear friend of yours for a long time is no yeah. longer with us yeah. He was there looking out for you. Uh, like, who else was like your your close friends that were there that you knew that you, they were going to take care of you? you Nick Labruzzo was right. there. He took care of me. And, right. Uh, man, I'm trying to was think. Was Vince of, there yet? Vince wasn't there yet. No. So you were his welcoming committee. Yeah. So, right. Mm-hmm. But, so, but, but again, so you get there, you're settled, um, and so you're talking about you. So like, with certain times you. you, you you had to eat. You couldn't eat whenever you wanted, right? It was it was structured. We yeah, but we had we had food from the commissary. We could fix whenever we want, and then and then as time went on, we we would have more people come in, and, and all from the same neighborhood. I had my senator come there from the north end. That that he he came there. What, so the we, senator, what, what do you mean, state state senator? Or senator what? Henry right. Rizzo was oh, okay. there. Well, so, yeah, all right. The honorable. Okay. Very absolutely. Yeah. And so you so you, you had uh John Carnes, he was an attorney. Right. And but he was in there. He came after me. Okay. And then uh then you had uh uh Jimmy uh uh can't think of his name. He was a big shot down in Wichita. He was on the Wheaties box. Wow. He's a triathlete, big shot at KU. So you you had a bunch of guys in there, yeah. that, and so and and you you kind of hesitated saying a, a party, but it it wasn't exactly like we see in the uh, in the movies. It wasn't as, as if you was there by yourself, right. you know. I mean, I remember I went to uh, family day there. Yeah. And so I'm walking in, not knowing what to expect, and the, the you guys had a band playing, and it was, you know, in house right, band, in house band, and. And the first song they played was Jailhouse Rock. And I said, this is certainly uh, a different... Uh, Appropriate. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so, how often could you get visitors back then when you were there? Like once or twice a week, I right. guess. I mean, yeah, you couldn't get visitors every day. There was, no, there was no, some, no. Okay, and so, you mentioned, so you're there. A year later, you go to the, to the big house, to the big level with, right? Yeah. So why did you have to go to the... Well, this is where the problem starts. Well, it sounds like Exactly, exactly to the day was a year I was at the camp. And I was just going to get a two-man room with Bobby Farrar. You've been looking forward to this, it sounds like. Looking forward to this. Now I'm really 
going to relax a little bit. And uh, and uh, uh, so here they come. And, and they give you, you know, I had been working for a year. And believe it or not, the BOP gives you a vacation and pays you. you How know, much do they pay? How, I, well, I don't you know, like here. it's a $3 a day, right. something, but a vacation is a vacation. Right, that's right. So I'm kind of cruising around, taking it easy on my vacation the first day, and, and here come some federal marshals, and they throw me up against the wall and handcuff me. Why? And, and I says, uh, 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 what's going on? I said, Bobby. I told Bobby Farrar, did you call on me? Did you stitch on me about something? Because right. it was just funny. Bobby started laughing, and, and they marched me up to the big house, Leavenworth. I don't know what it is. I have no clue. So they take me up to Leavenworth. They take me and put me in the hole, which is four stories up, in the Cuban unit. Now, you had never been? Never been in there. Okay, so this, no, never okay. been in there. So you're going, and not only they put you, they put you in the hole. Put me in the hole, okay. which is a Cuban unit, right. which is ten times worse because these Cubans from the boat lift, they're screaming and yelling 24-7, you know. And so they put me in a hole up there. So I'm going like, you know, they don't want to tell you nothing. And, and finally... Uh, so, you, so, you're, so you're in there, so describe what the hole... So a one-man cell, probably maybe, I don't know, maybe three-and-a-half foot wide and maybe... Uh, Four foot long, with the with the stainless steel toilet, stainless steel sink, and a stainless steel bed right. bunk. And I don't know what it is. What are you going to do? Tell me we made a mistake. You know, I mean. Right. So I'm laying there, and finally, a day or the next day, who comes in front of my cell? But George Turley, the guy that took me there. Right. And he said, what are you doing, buddy boy? I'm sure glad you came up. I said, what? And, well, he, he, obviously he's the one that, that took me in, 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 in the Ferrari. And I guess in that next year, he caught a case on insurance fraud. Right. So they threw him in the penitentiary, and they figured me and him was good friends, and they can't have me out there at the camp and him in the penitentiary because we're going to get together. And escape. So they put me in there, too. Right. So George is laughing. He thinks it's funny. I said, hey, this ain't funny. You don't think it's very funny? Either. I don't think it's funny at all. Right. I go from a Holiday Inn to, to you know, the way lower than Motel 6. Right. And so, but that's what it was. So I, I'm up there for three months, November. I mean, uh, well, Thanksgiving. Three months? Three months. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And finally, the warden come by. He comes by like once a month. And, and of course, he have like know, a billy club, like, 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 you know, like hitting like, the, no, hit, no, hit, hit, no, the bars. No, yeah, there's just doors. There's no bars. Yeah. Right? So he's not whistling. With his but I, I had a billy club that I would hit the bars <laughs> from the inside to antagonize him. So but, but before we get too far, so you're there for three months. Three months. So what's 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 your daily routine like there? Nothing. Nothing do, to do. Do they do they let you once out at all? A, once a, once a week they would let you go out to the yard, which was very con- about the size of your cell. Once a week. Once a week, and once a week they would let you go to the shower, which is a cell as well. The and shower. That's it. And that's it. That's it. That's all there and they, is. And they deliver the food. Oh yeah, the food's 
slop. No recreation. No, no nothing. nothing. So, no okay. nothing. So and then you did that for three. That was three months. Three months, yeah. So anyway, they uh, the warden come by one day and I said, "Hey, warden, what, what's going on?" I said, "What am I? When am I going to get out of here?" He said, "I can't get you out of here soon enough, Saint John." I said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." And that bogus buddy of yours over on the other side. I guess George just cussed him out. Right. So I guess my timing wasn't good. So I mean, like, if you're like, if the words I can't get you, out, like, fucking get me out of here then. Let's yeah. go. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm willing. Yeah. I'm in. Well, he did finally. He, he sent me to. They sent me to Springfield, which is a high level joint, probably one of the highest levels in the system. And that's where Gotti was, right? Yeah. Because because they they have to be high level uh, uh, because of the federal the. Uh, Hospital patients. Yeah, like see, that's a medical facility for people that don't medical know. Medical so facility, like, but yeah. they also got to have, they got to have a work cadre to run the medical center. Right. You know, janitors, this kitchen workers, Order this these thing. things like that. Yeah, yeah. but but the, the sick guys that are high level criminals are there as well. And that's why Gotti. Ended yeah, up that's there where Gotti was there. And when you Tony later Ducks on in your in your uh, prison career, when you uh, broke your wrist. Was it sliding into second base in a prison softball game? Yeah, but that, that was up in Yankton. That right, but I'm later. just letting. Then you had to go to Springfield to get yeah. the surgery, right? No, or no. no. So what, how did, what did you go to? Springfield? I had went to Springfield because they they had no way to put me in a higher level penitentiary. Okay. Because I hadn't done nothing. I had a clean record, this and that. So you know, and so they sent me down there because they could put one through tens down there. They could put high level. And low level. So one is, is minimum and then Minimum, is yeah. Low. And so that's where they put me just we'll show you, you know. So what was it like there then? It was it was it was a rough joint. It was it was because here I was you, dating a girl that went to at, the, at that time Southwest Missouri State and I came to visit yeah. you down in Springfield. Mm-hmm. So what was how did that compare to, to the big house in Leavenworth and the whole It was it was pretty bad because they had every nut in in, uh, in the Bureau of Prisons down yeah. there. I mean, they had guys, everybody threatened the president was there. I mean, you know, one guy threatened Clinton's wife because she had thick ankles. and all the, They were like nuts. A, huh? reason to threaten someone, so that, wow, okay. Well, that was his choice, well, I guess. You know, he paid for it. But you had, you know, these. I mean, like one day a guy just went off and we had eight pool tables and he got at the end and started throwing pool tables and the you cop. You the balls? Yeah, the, the, oh, the, yeah, he bust out the glass where the cops sat. He 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 threw about a hundred balls and and busted the windows and everything. They they had a hell of a time getting them. So it was wild. It was uh, wild. They, those nuts would go do it anytime. So were you alone, like, or, or did you have a roommate, or like? No, I had friends alone? there too. Wow. Of course, you know when you're in that realm, you, you always know somebody that broke the law. Right. So I got a I got a good spot to to stay, you know, and and. Uh, How long were you there? I was there. Uh, Couple of years, so so the, you were the minimum security for a year. Yes, and then the the main facility, the big house in yeah. Leavenworth, for three months or so, and then you go to Springfield for a couple of years. Yeah, but but at the end, about the last maybe six months, they sent me out to the camp. They got a camp in Springfield, but the year and a half I was inside Springfield, and it was an experience. I mean, you know. And you were, then, then you never went back to Leavenworth, or did you go back to Leavenworth? Anymore? Never. They they said they they didn't want me. And so and, and 
isn't it true though? Like if, if you do have organized crime ties, they try to move you around. Oh yeah, they'll, so you they'll don't keep you moving. Hatch any plans? And you yeah. don't, you know, no conspiracies. Right. Or nothing like and that. And they got cable wires out in the yard where a helicopter can't land, and you know. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then and then when you go to a, a, a penitentiary like that, the way they do that, they only move on the hour. In other words, you can't just roam around like you did at the camp. Right. On the hour, every hour, uh, a horn would go off, and they'll say movement. And you got so many minutes to get to your next spot where you're going. And then they'll lock you down there, and then every hour on the hour, they'll hit it again, and you got it's called controlled movement. What did you have to wear? Do you have like a certain uniform you had to wear? Khakis, there? usually khakis. Okay, so so you're in Springfield, and then where's the next stop after a couple of years? I went out to the camp, and they seen that that I wasn't going to do nothing, so I was out to camp for a while, and then uh, I put in for uh, Yankton, South Dakota, because I wanted to be a baker. Okay, so this that boy, that's a that's a quite a change right there. So, yeah. Uh, at, at, at any of this point, did you ever? Here's another stupid question. Did you ever consider trying to escape? Mm-mm. Or did you any any did, did you hear any plans like someone's gonna try to I might get a you know, dig my way out of this thing or nothing? You know what? The, there's a lot of people at those the high level joints that wanted to talk about escaping. Right. You, you know, didn't like, want, you know I know you're a big fan of Escape from Alcatraz, you love Eastwood, you didn't think well, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't going nowhere. Okay. So then you go, uh you say you were kinda of laughing, you wanted to be a baker. Mm-hmm. So what, not, like, what, like, so you had a, you could choose like a job that you wanted. Well, here they, you, you could, you could choose like if they got a school or college, whatever, you could try to get there for the simple reason you want to better yourself. Right. Well, I want to tell people I played basketball. I know how to dunk a basketball. Gee, I'm five foot six. <laughs> you know that ain't gonna work for me. Right. So you know, I, I got the transfer and went to Yankton. And became a baker, which you just work one day and you're off too. And you're already a very good cook, so that was something that, in- that, yeah. that, that, that interested you. And then I started college up there, going to uh, uh, Mount Marty. That's a college up there. That's where Al- Lyle Alzado went. Right. It was and, a it was a it was a college campus before it became a prison. Right Georgia, downtown. Right? You had to cross the street to get the chow hall. What did you? Uh... And, and I went up to see that it was a beautiful campus. Beautiful. It was like a college campus. Yeah. And is that where you were on the softball team? Yeah. Up mm-hmm. there. Okay. And so you were a baker. I was a baker. And your specialty was cream puffs. Cream right? puffs. Yeah, that's right. How many? How many people did you have to bake for? Probably up there about four hundred. And so you go up there, and and so then you're back to it's 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 nice. You're nice. doing things. Yeah, nice. And so you you worked as how often did you work as a baker? One day, you know, work one day and off two. That's it. And so, uh, like a fireman. What about the? Uh, so they had a softball team, and you could just join. Yeah, the softball we had softball. Team. We worked out. Who all you, that. Who, was it like? Did you play against other guys that were in prison? Or yeah, like, mm-hmm. you, you didn't do anything like, like the longest yard. Did you play against the guards at all and try to take one? I of think them out we've of, done that before. Right. Did you uh, at any point? Did you have any altercations with any of the guards? No, not with the guards. Nothing, nothing ever. At any point, did you have any altercations with any of the other prisoners that you'd like to yeah. tell me about? Where mm-hmm. at? Uh, it, it yanked him. Okay, yanked him. So what happened? Tell me about that. In the in the dorm, I was. Be at. honest. I I'm being honest. Right. You said you threatened me before <laughs> I come on here. So 
we had the dorm that I was in, you know, we had, the, it, it's very regimented, it's supposed to be. Everything's got to be regimented. Mm-hmm. Or you'll have a bunch of guys fighting, crying over shit. <laughs> and so uh, they had a TV schedule that, you know, you're going to watch this. It's, you got to. But that's a big deal, though. and you, It's you a know, big deal. That's your yeah. recreation. You want to watch you a certain got? show where that's, you know, that's important. And uh, we had just got a, 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 a some of, uh, probably... A hundred guys in from from uh, New Jersey, which trust me, don't take any offense out there, but but those guys back east are jack offs. There you go, That's big jack offs, and I'm That's telling right. you, Ben's nodding over there. He gets it. That's yeah. what we're looking they, for. They they really were, you know. I mean, how long did it take to get into this? All right, yeah. here we now we're here. everything you, they got's better than what you got. The Eagles you know? landed. And so we had a big guy, I don't know, maybe 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, big jack-off, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, big jack-off. He had yeah, a big right. head, you know, and and he's down oh, there, you know. And, and a couple of times he'd, he'd get up and switch the TV. And he comes in and thinks he's a big shot. Like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I yeah, want here. Yeah, what's anybody going to do, uh, you know? And they got probably maybe 10 or 15 chairs in there, those folding metal chairs. And I told the guy a couple of times, I said, listen, you got to understand, it, it, this this list, we go by this list. I don't know what you guys do back in New Jersey, if you even got a goddamn TV. Right. That's but right. We, it, we, at 6 o'clock, we watch Dan Rather. Right. That's the news. That's and, absolutely. And, and, and for people that don't know, my dad served in the Vietnam War. You're a military man. This mm-hmm. is, you are, you appreciate a schedule yeah you are you I don't, I don't know you'd ever be late you're yeah, you stick that's to right. you you and and right. i definitely appreciate dan rather that right. was my man yeah. so i told him two or three times and he'd get up i said i told myself in my mind i said you know let him do it one more time i'll give him the benefit of the doubt but if he does it this time it's his ass but then you know you're going to get in trouble if you do oh, something. I don't so care. This, well, Dan, this, this is Dan Rather. Right. So there's things you will find. And this was downstairs, and the doors closed. And, and if, if if the guard's upstairs, he's not, they're not going to hear you unless somebody runs up there and tells, which that's a possibility. Right. So there's no guards around. No. How many guys are in, in there right now? Probably maybe six or seven. Okay, you so know. you're watching the TV. This guy keeps changing Dan Rather. Yeah, so he, well, he, he had done it different days, but this right. day here, I done put in my mind, if he does it now, it's his ass. Right. So he gets up, sure as shit, Dan Rather gets on and he goes and, and, and switches it. And I waited till I heard that click. But when he hit, when he clicked that, I had that chair folded up and I hit him so hard on the back of the head <laughs> He went down to his knees, and I whacked him again. And then I put the back of the chair on the back of his neck, and I clicked it. I said, now, Dan Rather, say it with me, Dan Rather. He said, Dan Rather. I said, that's right, and don't you ever do this again. And, and, that, and that was it? That was it. Was there any ever, ever do no, with him again? No, no, he, he was just going to try it until somebody did something. And I guess I was the only one going to do something. And so no and no one else said anything? No. Right? Mm. And then nobody went and got the guards? He no. He never got in trouble for that? No. Right? And was he all right? Did you, I mean. I don't know. I never asked him. Was he all right? I mean, I feel like because you, uh, one of my best memories from my childhood is you took me every Thursday night. To the wrestling matches of Memorial Hall, yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like every Thursday night we saw someone get hit by a metal chair. Oh yeah! So I'd like to think that inspired you when oh, you did I this. I think Were it you did. Thinking about Bulldog Bob point, Brown yeah. or Bob Geigel, did you did you think about 
doing an eye gouge or you know something like that. Or no, I, I thought he he that was it. You know, that's right. all he needed. And he was good. He there was no fight. No, he back. wasn't was, getting up very quick. Quick. It, it, so I mean, so, you know, yeah. he should be all right. So then that was it. That was it. Any other so. And then after that, did you have to deal with any of the New Jersey guys, or was he? No, like, yeah, that or? was it. He okay. was, you know, so he was just other? just what I thought. He was weak. Right. And so, what about is that the only uh, only altercation of note? That yeah, I, you about? know, I got along with with everybody. I didn't have no problem with anybody, you know, other than Dan right. Rather. And Dan Rather was yeah. the, the issue there. And so you, yeah. you know, you and, and you know what, you know what, you got to tell people that that here. I mean, it's pretty, pretty uh, uh, trivial to argue about Dan Rather. But that meant a lot to you. It meant a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you'd look forward to that. Yeah, and that's one thing you could count on. Yeah. But uh, and so I guess that's that's an interesting question. It's a little thing, but I mean, it's a big thing. But but it 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 clearly it it, when you're in prison, you learn not to take things for granted in those little things like that. Oh yeah, little things like that. You know, recreation time, good food. I remember a couple of times I would. uh, uh, you asked me to sneak some food items in. That's right. Here in Leavenworth. And uh, it sounds like I'm making a joke. One time I went to La Salas and got a, a, a very uh, a very sizable sausage. And I, I snuck it in. And boy, was I tickled to do it. I snuck yeah. it in. I snuck it in in my pants. And I kept, and I was talking to you on the phone. I go, are you sure? And you were getting frustrated. I go, you just do it. It'll be fine. Because it yeah. they weren't going to, apparently, they weren't going to check me too, too yeah. tough, right? The guy was maybe going to look the other way. And so I go, what do I do with the sausage? And you go, and you just put it in your pants. And and my mom was, what are you talking about? I said, Mom, don't worry about it. I gotta go get something for Dad or whatever. Yeah. So go to the salads and get the sausage. And I think I actually passed by a Taco Bell and I I, I got like a couple of soft tacos and put them in my pocket because they say you you weren't getting any Taco yeah, Bell no, at that point. No. And I remember I got in there and I, I was like sauce and some cheese and I gave you the tacos and boy that like that was. That was a big deal, mm-hmm, right? You're getting mm-hmm. the the little things in life. Okay, so Yankton, in South Dakota. How long were you there after you almost whacked this guy out? For it was uh, Dan rather? a couple of years. And then where did you go after that? When when did Rochester and Washington? Well, that's another thing. They they uh, they got got me in the middle of the night. I forget what happened. They they picked up something on the phone conversation, or they tried to get me and another guy that was trying to do something and. And so they're going to ship me. They're going to get me out of there. And this was in Yankton. Yankton. That sounds like you're, you're, you know, uh, maybe they've heard. They, so they heard. So they heard you yeah. saying something on the phone. Yeah. Right? So There's three, not a whole lot le- left up. You know, that you said something you shouldn't have on the phone. I knew they was going to ship me. Right. So three o'clock in the morning, here they come, and uh, and I remember exactly when it was that the government. And I hate to say this, but the government shut down at that time. Right. Like, like they're talking about now. But it completely shut down. These guards weren't getting paid. And they, they got me at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was like 30 below. 30 what, below. What year would this have been, you think? What's that? What year would this have been, you think? It was probably be uh, 94, about okay, so that. 30 mm-hmm. below in, in Yankton, South Yankton, Dakota, South 3 Dakota. in the morning. Yeah. And they're dragging you out of bed. And they're, right. And they're going to transfer you. Right. And so... Matter of fact, the guy got a hold of me that was my bunkie that, that, that the last time he seen me or talked to me was back then. 
and and we reconnected. And he said, "Hi, Steve. How you doing? How was that trip?" I said, "Not good, Harold. Not good." <laughs> so, so where did they where did they send you then? Well, they they put me in a van, which never did warm up. And I had two or three lunches that they had made because I worked in the kitchen. Right. They liked me. So I had all this they food. They off with it. They yeah. packed you lunch. Well, they packed me a lunch, yeah. Pack a lunch, same And time. these guys said, what do you got? I said, ain't none of your business. <laughs> I mean, they had no food. Right. And then they were talking, you know, what am I going to do? You know, I, I, I can't make it on this one check, and we'll have to move in. I said, boy, you guys are whiners. Right. Because what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And so I'm eating these sandwiches on the way up. And I could tell we was going farther north, and I'm going, oh, shit, this ain't good. And it got colder and colder and colder. And I said, Jesus, where are we going? So we pulled up. It said FCI, which is penitentiary. FCI, Waseca, Minnesota. So it was cold up there. So they got out. They take me in there. The warden's there on a Saturday, and uh, hey, St. John, how you doing? I said, well, I don't know. It's colder up here than where I was at. I said, what'd they ship me for? He said, oh, we just need a good baker. Oh, really? I said, well, you got one here. Well, that wasn't the case. No, right. he just said that. But so they heard you, and they, so you went up there, and so was Waseca. So I opened the bakery, and Waseca was the same thing. You, you move on the hour. You move every 30 minutes. So the bake was it the bakery was it in the prison? Or in like? the prison, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the kitchen in okay. the prison, sure. And so then you just would bake for the I was in charge of it. Right. Yeah, I mean How that, many people that's did you have working under you at the prison bakery? Probably a couple. Okay. And then we were serving like six six hundred people, you know, six hundred prisoners. And uh So how long were you in Wasika? I remember I I, I I went up there too. Yeah, Kevin Rassler come up there to see me. Right, and so for people that don't know, that is, uh, he's representing Kevin Wackeltz, who wrestled under the name of Kevin Kelly, who uh, was also known as Nails. Yeah. He wrestled in the WWF as Nails, the escaped convict. And Nails visited my dad in the penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. Nails didn't wear his, his, his orange No, thank God he didn't, right? no. Yeah, and he was a friend of the family, and when he used to wrestle in, in Kansas City, going back to our, going to every Thursday night to watch uh, wrestling, and so he went and visited you up there. But yeah. so you were in Waseca, Minnesota. Yeah. Right. And so uh, you were there for a while, and then you end up in Rochester. Was that the yeah. last, Was that the last stop? Right I before? picked up the. Uh, I picked up the, uh, making the uh, cream puffs and fill them full of ice cream. That warden loved that deal. Right. So you you knew the way to the the warden's heart. Yes, I did. Okay. So moving forward in, in some more episodes, we'll talk about your time in Rochester because you served with uh, was it Joe Butch Correo mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. who was uh, worked. Right under John Gotti, yeah, uh, for the New York family, and uh, some other guys, and we're gonna go back to. Uh, and he was on the case with the detective that helped me in the bakery at Yankton. Wow! Uh, and so uh, full circle, and so and we're gonna go back. We're gonna do an episode where we talk about some of the people that you uh, did time with, mm-hmm. like Lefty Guns Ruggiero, who was uh, who Al Pacino played in the movie Donnie Brasco. Fat Tony Salerno, mm-hmm. right, with a cigar. Right. And I like the fact that he had a sweatshirt that right. said Tony, in yeah. case anyone else is going to grab that, right? That's right. And we saw him depicted in the movie uh, The Irishman, yeah. right? He was uh, he was in that movie. And so, then you had Tony Ducks Carrillo. Right. And so we'll talk about some of the guys that you served with. But um, 
how does it feel to tell some of these stories, like some of the stories you've never told uh, to me? Because it's fascinating for me. Mm-hmm. And we've never really talked about it because there's some things I know that you, you, you don't want to talk about. But uh, I, I feel like you loosened up there towards the end. Well, you warned me. You gave me a warning. Well, I, I, didn't know, I didn't know about the story where you almost knocked a guy out because he changed Dan Rather. Boy, when I come over to your house and I tell you I want to watch a football game, i got to watch it. Because sometimes yeah. you watch on the news yeah. I didn't realize yeah. what kind of dangerous territory I'm treading through. You know what? It, it, it's it's. I mean, it's something. I mean, I'm not all that proud of to, to sit here and say this. And you asked me, and so I'm telling you because you asked me, and I don't feel it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Thank God it's behind me, not in front of me. But it's part of who you are. Yeah, exactly. And for me, like I, you know, <clears throat> people would ask me. Um, you know, when you're gone, or, you know, are you ashamed? Do you feel bad? Uh, you know, how do you feel about it? And I remember I had I had a couple of, well, they weren't friends, that kind of separated themselves from me during that time, and a girl I was dating, uh, you know, parents didn't want her to date me, stuff like that, which was great, because that was able to show me, you know, yeah. who, who showed the true colors of people, right? Sure. But I always approached it the way I approached it on the radio. I don't run from it. I run towards it because it's part of who I am. It's part of who you are. Yeah. And like you always said, you know, if, if I couldn't do the time, I shouldn't have done the crime. And that's one thing that everyone always says about you, that you're a stand-up guy. You, 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 you did the time, you know, you accepted it, and you did it mm-hmm. like a man, and you came out as a better person. Yeah, right? sure. You went to for college. Sure. You made cream puffs. You hit a guy with a steel chair. Uh, you did a lot of great things. Uh, you played on the softball team, broke your wrist trying to break up a double play. Like a good, the, the scars there, like a good teammate would. And so we've still got a lot of stories to talk about, but that's not all uh, that we're going to talk about in future episodes. Like I said, you're going to come on once a month with me. We're going to talk about your time in the Navy. Um, whether you want to or not, I'm going to get details about your affair with Janis Joplin because I, just, I, need, to, I need all the, you know, just kind of, you kind of touched on the subject there, but we need to know more. I need to know all of it. Um, and there's a lot of other things just that you've experienced growing up in, in Rosedale mm-hmm. um, and just in, in people that you uh, spent time with. You've had, I've always said that uh, your life could be not just a movie, but like a trilogy, like three movies, like Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? And so uh, mm-hmm. hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll open up and, and I'll even ask about uh, what it was like to have to deal with uh, me when I was younger. I'm sure you like to tell me stories about that. Huh? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for being so open and i will never ever change the news when i come over to your house i can promise you that all right thank you for that all right and i love you dad thanks you thank you for uh agreeing to be the first guest on hot mic with ssj and i hope that we uh that you'll agree to come back for many because you're going to be like i said this is episode one for you you're going to be on here probably you know 30 or 40 times we're going to need that many podcasts to get to the bottom of all these stories all right Thank you for having me. All right, that is the first episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. My dad's not going to be on every episode, although uh, after people listen to this, I'm sure they'll want him to be. Uh, But he will be a regular guest, and hopefully you will uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen to the podcast, however you get your podcasts. We'll be back with more uh, every week. Hot Mike with SSJ. The mic is off.